0: Name of the Lord is a strong time.
1: Hand, let's glorify his name, let worship him. He's worthy to be praised, amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this evening. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, believe that uh, each one of us brought a leak of fire, amen. In this cold, but there is still a fire moving on the believer, amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, precious Heavenly Father, Lord. We thank you once again to be in the house of the Lord, Father, in your presence. Lord Jesus Christ, we don't take the, these things lightly, especially in this time. Lord, we see the hour coming. We see the pressure in the world. We see the enemy fighting. Father, we see the pressure on every side. But Father, we thank you that there is a place of refuge. We thank you there is a, a place, Father Lord, we can, we can find strength. We thank you for the word. We thank you, Father, for your presence and the Holy Spirit moving Lord, we just want to surrender ourselves once again, Lord, even this evening, just to put this little bit of time, Father, what is this time compared to the eternity we are going to spend together with you? Lord, we want to maximize our attention, maximize, Father, Lord, our focus on you for this time that you have allowed to us, Lord. May your God visit us in a special way. Your word has the power to change. Your word has the power to transform. The word has the power to increase faith. Father, we want to learn from you and to know you better, Father. And As we know you better, we know ourselves, Lord, and our position in the word of God. Father, may you bless each and every one that came this evening, those who are streaming. Father, we want, Lord, to be just around the table and eating from the Father, feeding from the Father, Father. We just want to commit ourselves to you you know the needs among us those who are sick those who are afflicted those who are discouraged may you, father strengthen in each and every one of us Lord we just want to hold your promise and to know that you are risen from the dead and alive and we want to know you in the power of the resurrection thank you father for the young people you brought back thank you father Lord for the birthdays we are celebrating each year, Father, is a miracle from you and grace and a privilege to serve you. We thank you, Father, for that. For every believer among us, Lord, how we learn from each other. We supply to the needs of each other, Father, how the testimony and the life of each other is an encouragement for each other, Father. We thank you for that. Just want to commit ourselves to you. May you touch the speaker and the hearers, Lord. We want to be in the same harmony, hearing from the Master. Father, I did not, I did not write the word of God. You spoke, prophets spoke. The Bible was written by the Holy Spirit. Father, we just want to hear from you and be encouraged and learn, Father, and walk closer to you. Our desire is to walk closer to you as the prayer was mentioned earlier. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray like this. Amen. Amen. God bless you, the Marian musicians. Thank you for creating the atmosphere. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, as I said earlier. Just want to invite you to go to the Word of God. There's been a blessing on Sunday for both services. Uh, Just to know that uh, God is still moving, the Holy Spirit is still moving. Amen. We uh, want to be mindful, and to be after our our father's business, and just to give us a privilege to serve him more, and may he make the word of God be vindicated in our lives. Amen. We just want to be the image of God. Praise be to God. As Brother Stephen was going and preaching through the service, I was enjoying it, and may God bless him. But at the same time I was uh, seeing my notes going <laughs> evaporating, so it's the mix it's a mixed feeling <laughs> as a preacher. <laughs> so so like okay, I'm I have to do I have to reassol. <laughs> so but may God bless you. Uh I just want to keep you a little longer uh, standing and just a few notes. Yes, there's been mentioned for the young people coming back. I was just thinking of them as uh, the prophets talked about those, uh, if you have the revival, is taking the, the experience of the story of that, the, that little bear, that went into the cabin and came out from the cabin. So we just want to, uh, we're looking forward for the time we can leak from the honey that you are bringing from the revivals all of you. God bless you richly. Amen. Uh, I, I, I ten- when I was younger, I attended those uh, special meetings as well in Belgium, and they've always been a blessing to me. And uh, encouragement from my spiritual life, and through that as well, somehow connections, and uh, I got my second best gift after salvation. That, so <laughs> Invite you Mark eight thirty six. Son, Sunday, brother Ed uh, greeted sister Lady, and I just also to greet her as well. Sister Lady's is from Switzerland, and her husband, brother Daniel, have, uh, long friends from long time. And, uh, it's always too good to see her as I saw her. She's still young, or she looks still young as at that time. <laughs> Must have a little bit of eternity working on her already. So it's good to see her. God bless her richly and Brother Daniel. It's been a blessing for us as well. Bless him richly. Mark eight thirty six thirty eight. 38. For what shall it profit the man if it if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the the holy angels." As we can see, Brother, 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 brother Stephen took just the verse, 30, 35, insisted on that. I mean, I'll go on that as well. And for soever will save his life shall lose it, and soever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel's sake, the same shall save it. And I'll focus more on 36. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Amen. May God bless his word. Can I have a seat? Now read another scripture in Matthew 5. Matthew 5, 19, 22. Say, Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. And ye have heard that it was said by them of all time, that shall not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. and whosoever shall say, thou fool shall be in danger of hell fire. May God bless his word. I'd like to speak this evening on a... Evil th- uh, On a thought that is not evil, but a thought that is against the evil, (laughs) I would like to talk about something. a, A question, a small thought: How can we exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees? How can we exceed? And I'll give it the title: "More than just good citizens." As the Bible says here, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. So it's a must. It's something that we have to accomplish. It's something we have to reach. It's something we have to get to. It's something that is not an option. It's something that is a must. Otherwise, we cannot enter into the kingdom of God. The Pharisees were not immoral people. The Pharisees were not people who were just going there and doing whatever They, do. they could be seen from the public because any small mistake that they would be stoned. So it was a serious, a serious stuff. There were people who were keeping the law. There were people who were following the law as much as they could. Sometimes they were, well, we know that they were, they were, they were white from, from, from the outside. Maybe the inside was wrong. But they were trying to keep the law as much as they could do. They were trying to follow it as much as they could do. But is that really what was required? No, that's not what's required as a message believer. We know that it requires more than that. Amen. Amen. Brother says, but I think the answers to that question lays also on what you are really feeding on. The Bible says on how the prophet says, in Christ is revealing his own word, he says, "Well, every denomination is an ultimate to their believers." Every denomination is an ultimate to their believers. People focus on what the church says and what the church believes and what the church says. What do you believe? I believe what the church believes and what the church believes. The church believes what the pastor says and what the pastor says. The pastor says something about the word of God. But what do you believe? You have to believe yourself. So the prophet continues, says, But to me and to the ones that I hope that I'm leading to Christ so it was not only to him, but he says to him and to the ones
2: that is leading to Christ, he says by he says I'm the one I'm leading to Christ and by Christ the Bible is our ultimate. So it's a wrong conception to think, okay, no, that's, I'm just we're now considering only the message and leaving the Bible and leaving the Bible aside. No, the Bible and the message is one thing. So if it was the ultimate for the prophet, it's also the ultimate for the believer, those who have led to Christ. He says, no matter cause, God said, let every man's word be a lie but mine truth. And I believe that the Bible is God's ultimate. No matter what anyone else says, it's the ultimate. The Bible is not a book. Of systems, no sir. The Bible is not a book of systems, so we should not consider look at the Bible and consider it only as a book of systems. And he goes on, says it continues, says it's not a book of systems nor a code of morals. I will say that the message as well is not a book of systems. It's not a, a collection of tapes for a system to organize something. It's not a collection of tapes in order to give a code of morals. The message is not there for a code of morals. You might do this, you might do this, you might do this, you might do this, you might do this. You, do this. you know, if it happens to this, have happened to this. That's not what is the message is about. It contains some codes of morals. It contains it, but that's not the focus of a need. Is not a code of morals, the Bible is not it continues the Bible is not a book of systems, so many systems and so forth. No sir, it is not a book of morals, no sir, it is not, nor is it a book of history altogether. Yeah. The Bible is not just, you can read the Bible and you read it as, oh, those are nice stories. Those are the things that have happened in the past. No, the Bible must become a reality. When you read the Bible, you have to identify yourself in the Bible. The prophet says if you read the Bible and you don't see Christ there, you have to read it back again. If you go in the Bible, if you don't see Christ, you have to go back again. If you read the message, you don't see Christ, you have to go back to it again because Christ is in the message. The message is Christ. Amen. And if you see Christ, you have to see yourself as well in the Scripture. Amen. It says, altogether, and neither is it a book of theology. Oh, that's a good one. For if it is, for it is the revelation of Jesus Christ. The Bible is the, the revelation of Jesus Now, if you like to read that, you will say you will have, you have to have, who have the paper? Prophet continues, making it down that revelation, 1, 2, 3. Down there says, "Blessed is the, he that readeth and he that hear the word of his prophecy, and keep the things which are written therein for the time is at hand." So the Bible is the complete revelation of Jesus Christ, and it was written by prophet Hebrews 1:1, God, in hundred times, spake to the fathers by the prophet, and this last day speaks to us through his Son Jesus Christ, which was the prophet, all of them put together. Jesus was Malachi, Jesus was Jeremiah. Isaiah, uh, Elijah, all that they were, were in him. All that you are, all I am, is in him. Amen. 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 Amen says, and then he continues, says, Words and witnesses of the word. So it is not a book of systems, a code of moral ethics. Neither is it a history book or a book of theology. It is not, but it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. God Himself revealed from word to flesh. Amen. That's what it is. The Bible is the Word. God is in the flesh. God is in the Word. It says "It says, God is in the Word rather than Jesus being the flesh. It's the revelation how God the Word was manifest in human flesh and revealed to us. That's why he becomes a son of God. It's a part of God, you understand? The body is part of God. So much is his son. So as I'm speaking that, that gives a key to what we're going through. As the Pharisees, they were looking at the Bible. They the looking at the, part, the portion of the Bible they had as only a book of morals. And they are following those morals. It's not a book of morals. It shall produce more than morals. The Pharisees had better morals. Sometimes to our shame. Sometimes to our shame. Sometimes we don't even have. Some of the believers don't have even good morals. It's a shame. We have to have those good morals. It's important to have them. And, but... But are they the evidence? Are they the focus? No, it's more than just keeping the laws. There is something more than that. Amen. The Message Shalom, the Prophet says, then the other people who say the fruit of the spirit, that how we know love, joy, that how we got the evidence, is it? Then the Christian science has got all uh, has got you. The, the Christian science has got you all beat the exercise that more than all you Pentecostals, Methodists, baptists put together. Watch what happens. Let me show you the fruit of the spirit and see if you could go to that for that anymore. Let's take Jesus. God forgave him. God, forg- God, God forgive me for those words that I'm going to say. He's going to take a power, and we know that the prophet does it so well. You're taking the parable, and no, now this is just to show you the other side, how the Pharisees were way better than Jesus. If you just have to look on the outside, how it appeared, but there is something greater than that. And let's take some examples. then just repeat some of them here. To, um, to put a point, here. as sirs, there is a young fellow around here by the name of Jesus Christ or Jesus of Nazareth has nothing to do with him. He was what does our Bible teach us? God is love. Who was the first with you when you were born? You kind, your kind old priest. I say that's right. Who came to you when you was in need? Didn't have no money or loan you some money? Your kind old priest. Exactly, who put his hand on your shoulder and mother's shoulder when you were about to separate and prayed you back to God, your kind old priest. Man, we can take all this. Now. Oh, you see how it comes. Who visits you more than most? All other things. Those things are important. I'm not I'm trying to put this. I'm They're important that we have to do that. But, but, but that's, that, that's not the criteria to say, oh, this is, this is the evidence. Says, who was it to side with you when you and your neighbor was in fasting and brought you back together in fellowship? Your kind old priest. That's right. Who is it? Is it the last? Is, is the last words going to say over you on the day? Oh yonder, who is it? There you you lay there and rot, but your kind old priest comes and blesses you and sends the word of God, and says. What about this guy called Jesus of Nazareth? You see, what school did he come from? Your kind old priest had to sacrifice all of his life. His grandfather was a priest. His great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather was a priest. He put his whole time in the organization. He's trained to the word. He knows what he was talking about. Now we are talking about fruit of the Spirit. Kind, love, joy, peace, understanding, long-suffering, patience. See, fruit of the Spirit. What about this Jesus? Where did he come from? We have having God a word? What did he ever come out of any school? Then he goes on. (coughs) Amen? Excuse me. He says, where is your fruit of the Spirit landing up? No more than you think of compassion's and him going through a multitude of people, there multitude laying blind, crippled, afflicted, withered, heart, lame, never healed any of you of them, full of compassion. People with a carnal mind will never know it. Them priests had ten times the fruit of the Spirit. How would you know what's right? It's the manifestation of the spoken word. Made manifest, lights of the hour, certainly. There is that the evidence of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Believing the word of God, believing the word of God when it's manifested. It was the word manifested. Some of them denied it, laughed at it, made fun of it, called fortune teller. Some evil spirit. There is evidence speaking tongues. There is evidence of truth. The only evidence there is when man believes the written word, when it's vindicated, walk in the light of it. So the evidence is when you receive the word of your age, when you receive the word of the hour, when you receive the word that 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 God has given to you. And you walk in the light of it. Amen. Amen. Jesus was the light of the hour because he was the promised word of the hour. He tried to tell them on, but they were too, too in darkness to understand. Is it today? Now, they couldn't understand it. Amen. In half his time, the prophet goes even further, says, I'm going to ask you something. How can a man, a woman who claims to be filled with the Holy Ghost, which is the word that writes, how can you be the flesh of that Holy Spirit that has made you part of, uh, of him to reflect the gospel of your age and deny the word that you wrote? I don't care how good you are wh- why I can take you to Africa, the Otenttos there, and show you a life that a Christian can't touch. Think about it. A life that the Christian cannot touch. You can show a life that the Christian cannot touch. And the prophet says, if you would have been caught in adultery, and if one of the women before she's married, a young woman, she has to be tested first for virginity. If she found guilty, she has to tell the man who did. And it goes on and the other story says, if they are e- they are even, see the more. So you can't test it by that. Our Indian brother there can tell you No. The Mohammedans probably live a lot better life than we ever think about. What is it? It's the word that gives the test. Them Pharisees was twice as humble as Jesus. He went around tearing down the churches, throwing them out and beating them out and everything like that. This godly old priest, you know why was it? I was having a meeting against him, and he's going. He goes on. He said, Call you a pastor?" and he, and, and and that young renegade called Jesus. What does he do? He called your pastor a snake. You see, that's not the, by the fruit; it's by the word. So we got in that as giving that concept, the foundation. It's by the word. So how can your righteousness be more than righteousness of the Pharisees? It is by the word of God. Man shall not live by fruit alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the word of God. So the scriptures also say that our righteousness must be more than the one of the Pharisees. Yes, they do good things, and although things, we have to do them. I mean, we have most of them, we have to do them. But it takes more than just doing the thing. It's more, something has to produce what they are producing. The difference, so it might be sound confusing. You say, brother, brother Moses, what shall we do then? The difference is the following one is doing the code of moral, but the other is the Holy Ghost doing the code of moral for you. The prophet says, question and answer 44, 54 it says, All your church now, every one of you, you come in and been baptized here with water. We put you in a church membership. We are all going to glory together. Why, brother, that's not scripture. Unless you are born again, circumcised of the Holy Spirit, you've got to be. So the new birth is not a, an option. The new birth is a must. Amen. He says, says, I don't care how good you are, what church you belong to, how good your parents were, except you as an individual, has been born again by the Holy Ghost, you'll never go in the rapture. That's quite serious. So the Holy Ghost is not just something that you repeat over and over. The Holy Ghost is a master The Holy Ghost is something that is needed in order to be part of the rapture. But how do you get the Holy Ghost? How can we be baptized? You have to start by the word of God. You have to be born again by the word of by the seed that is incorruptible by the word of God. Amen. 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 God is then. God is calling us to come to the level of the Holy Ghost doing it. As we were sharing with a brother, sometimes that things that you believe or things that you know, oh, I'm struggling with these things, I'm struggling with things. Yes, it is desire in the heart already struggling, know that you know that you are missing something, but there is a solution in order to solve that problem. Amen the solution is not oh because if i do certain things they are going someone can see me or someone can can pretend that i'm doing this and oh then they, they will realize that i'm not a christian that's not the point amen but sometimes you will come a place, you want to come to preach at a certain place, and people and 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 the pastor of that church will tell the people, you know, you have to make yourself that you, you arrange your hair, and your sister, you have to leave your hair, you don't put any makeup because we are sure that it's going to blast upon it. once again, when he comes here, you're going to blast upon it. That's not the point. That's not that I'm missing the point. It has to be the Holy Spirit revealing to you that it's a wrong thing. It has to be the Holy Spirit changing you, it has the Holy Spirit giving you, the Holy Spirit, doing that inside of you, amen. Because some people sometimes always do find as an excuse, you know, that that, I'm doing that as long as I was in that church, that's why I was doing that. That's not a matter of of being a part of a certain church. It has to be a personal revelation to you. The prophet says, what was the Holy Ghost given to you? I was talking on power of prayer, power of speech, power of the holy life. Amen, that's what the Holy Ghost is to do. Some of you people walking along saying, well, I just can't quit drinking. I can't quit this. The Holy Ghost comes to live in you to make all these cans get away from you. So yes, you can't get all those things, but there is a solution. The solution is the Holy Ghost. The solution is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will do it. The Holy Ghost has promised that he will do the work. So we are not afraid of the part, of the, of the part that might sound like the moral part of the message. Well, we are not scared of it. Actually, I would say, the, 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 we might say, you know, the law is hard, but I would say grace is even harder than the law. Because Jesus Christ came to magnify the law. The grace came to magnify the, 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 the moral part of the law, if we can put it that way. But he didn't magnify it in order for the flesh to do it. He came to magnify it to show that you can do it, but the Holy Spirit inside of you can do the work. Amen. So the Holy Ghost come to leave you to make all these cans get away from you. That's right. Make women stop cutting their hair. Make them quit wearing shorts and slacks. No excuse. No excuses. Make them quit tattling. That's what it is for to make you a holy life. It's for, it will follow the instruction of the Bible. Every time a woman say, it's just too hot. I, I just have to wear this. Give me, it gives me a headache if I let my hair grow. But there is no excuses with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Because that's if there's no prophet said there's no excuse if the Holy Ghost. It's there to make it so. It will follow the word just exactly, Amen. Yeah. Somehow it's going to cool you off. <laughs> Amen. Somehow the Holy Ghost is going to cool you up because that is work to do. That's his job. It's not your job. That's the job of the Holy Ghost. Oh Father, I can't I, I can't I can I not I I can't I I, I can't quit this. Or I, I, I can't stand that person or I, I can't I, if someone hurts me, I have, to, I have to hurt him back. I can't help it. Then there is a problem. But that, that problem is not on you. That problem has to be on the Father. You just need to yield more to God. God, I, That it has to be a burden in your heart. That's why you have to be in prayer. That you have to be in the word of God. Because the word of God is just the Holy Spirit in word form. The more you feed upon the word of God, the more you will see that change in your life. The more you stay in that atmosphere, the more you see a change in your life. The more you stay in prayer, the more you see a change in your life. Prayer is not a burden. Sometimes I feel, you know, this body sometimes you have to drag it. As Brother Stephen said, you have to drag it sometimes. You have to pull. It and and because, because we are fighting sometimes against our worst enemy is the flesh, right? Yeah. So what we need is to have the revelation. sometimes we don't want to put it the other way around. Oh, I want to follow just by the law and, and, and not have the revelation. No, you have to have the revelation, and then the revelation has to pull this, this, this body, has to pull this body to obedience of the Word of God. So sometimes you have to pull it, but as you are pulling it, it's more say, God, I want more of the Holy Spirit to take control. Yeah. A Christian life, as you are growing up, you need the Holy Spirit to take more control. And, and, and that's my prayer. That's the focus of, of this We just don't want to become good citizens. We just don't want to become nice people. That's not the point. I want the Holy Ghost to work inside of me to bring me to a level where I'm more than just a good citizen. I'm more than just a a moral person, a good moral person. I'm more than just a a good church member. That's not the focus. I want to become a real and genuine born-again Christian where the Holy Spirit is working from the inside. You know, oh, no, you have to pray. No, that's not. The, you have to pray. The Holy Spirit inside of me is pushing me to pray. When I don't pray, I feel I feel emptiness inside of me. That's what I desire, man. Oh, I have to come to church. You have to come to church. You have to. Come. That's not the point. The Holy Spirit inside of me. is thirsting. is hungering to come to church. That's what I desire, Amen. Oh, no, now you know, I, I, I feel that person, you know, that person, uh, uh, oh, no, it's okay. I feel like, that, like, the, like I'm, I'm, going say I'm going to rehearsal some of the services, right? Oh, no, I hate that, per- oh, that person. I can't stand him. And I feel there is something, a bitterness between the two persons. And we just keep with it and we stay with it. Oh, no, it's okay. I'm living with it. No, the Holy Spirit has to, to bother you. Has to border you, to bring you to the point. You know what? I have to sort it out. Because I can't live. I, I, I cannot live. The Holy Spirit cannot live that way. He's a dove, amen. He cannot, he cannot handle bitterness. He has to remove the bitterness. So you have to deal with that, amen. That's what we desire. And that's our walk every time, every day. You have your weaknesses. I have my weaknesses. But how do we overcome those weaknesses? The Holy Ghost has to overcome. Says, they will take you out of you. It will, it will humble you when you do that. That's what the Holy Spirit is for. It's for a holy life. That's right. Makes you quit gossiping. Make, make you quit playing cards and shooting craps and, and and all these other things that you do around the corner. It will make you quit carrying uh, on the way you are doing, living untrue to your wife. That's what it'll do. That's right. It'll quit making you want to marry somebody. Else wife. That's right, exactly, that's what it is. It's to make you live a holy life. That's what the Holy Ghost is, power. Set your affections on things above. Where God stands, the mind of Christ in you, you can't help from seeing those things. When you look at them, you turn your head. That's right, it will make you do that. You say, I can't do it, and I, I just can't do it. Sure you can't, but the Holy Spirit come for that purpose. That's why we need more of the Holy Spirit. One baptism, but more of the refilling of the Holy Spirit. More of the spring of the Holy Spirit, because that's, the Holy Spirit comes to give you power. Amen. Oh, but you not know, young people. No, I, I, I can't handle when, when the, I, 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 just, I just saw an advertisement that came on the website, and so I just look at it. Yes, look at it. First time you look at it. But the Holy Spirit has to give you power to close that window. The Holy Spirit has to give you power to get away from it. Amen. We want the Holy Ghost more and more. Obviously, you become a new person, and certain things don't even that should not even be mentioned. Ephesians 5 3 4 says, But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you. So what I'm saying here is not saying that we you know let me compromise. You know, we, we what I'm just focusing on, just to have the faith of God, and I can do whatever. No, you can't do whatever you want to do because if you are really, really Christians, some of the things should not even be mentioned among believers. Why? Because the power of the Holy Ghost is here. Because the Holy Ghost should take those things away. As we become saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking and jesting which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Amen. But if, if you go by the law, you're lost. And if you go by the grace of God, let me say, oh, I put it not this way. If you go by the grace or by believing in the grace, without having God's grace, you are also lost. You don't, the prophet says, you don't, you don't necessarily have to do them. But just have the desire of them. Right. He that look up of a woman last after her had committed adultery already in his heart. The prophet says in Hebrews chapter 5, good quote says, When you sinner that said, I'll quit smoking, I'll go to heaven. Where are you, lukewarm, mossback, so-called Christian? I don't know what mossback means, but... So called Christian that goes around here with a long face and saying, Well, I belong to church, you sinner. That's right. Unless you are born of the Spirit of God, you are lost. That's true. How are you going to heaven? You say, I never lied in my life. Oh, the darling was just an angel to begin with. That's a lie. I don't care how good you are, you are a sinner. And you don't have one thing, there is no priest, no bishop, no cardinal, no pope, no nothing else can save you. You know no no no, no. The, Catholic, no the, the, the priest. no the priests now we discover many things from them, but uh, as we are growing up, we consider them the, because they are, they, they are not doing nothing else but just to the Word of God, just, like only the, like the old script, right the uh, scribes they only just be in writing on the word. How can your righteousness be more than just a scribe who is focusing all his life just being the word all the time, one hundred percent every time however says, even if you do that, you are still a sinner. <laughs> no, nothing else can save you because it's just the same boat that you are in. We're getting into a few minutes just in the same shape. says, the Pope of Rome was born in sin, shaped iniquity, come to the world, speaking lies, born by the sexual desire of a man, of a woman. Were you going to get righteousness out of that? Well... His papa and mama were born the same way, they were born the same way, and his grandmama, grandpapa, were back. It seemed to begin with so, so can who can say that this is holy and that is holy? There is only one thing holy that's Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, who has been made perfect, and our requirement is to be perfect. How are we going to be? Try it yourself. I'm here to try to get to heaven on the merit of I was born five minutes ago. Listener, I'm here to try to get to heaven on the merit of I was born five minutes ago and going out of the world right now. So he only spent five minutes on earth, and then he goes back. He said, "Dude, are you entitled to go to heaven?" He says, I'll be lost. <laughs> if I'd never had an evil thought in my life, I'd never spoken a bad word in my life, I'd never looked at anything evil, never thought of anything evil or nothing, I'm just as rank and black as this mighty walls of hell. I'm a sinner. What he's trying to show is that it's not only what you think that you are doing, it's your condition you have been born in. That's what makes you a sinner to begin with. So you need something greater than just the natural birth. That's why you need the new birth. You need the power of the Holy Ghost to make you righteous. Amen. You need the power of the blood of Jesus Christ to 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 make you righteous. Amen. The prophet says in the message, look, but them little fellows, is just innocent. I've often thought how innocent a child is, but if we could only be as innocent as one of those children. But listen to this. But come to find out we are more innocent when the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed us from all sin. Amen. You don't need just 5 minutes of life to declare you that you are you you don't have, you are righteous you need the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse you amen and to give you that innocence of a child amen Oh, I see that I see on my kids. Sometimes I punish him and then right away he comes and he still hugs you. And I look at him and say, oh God, I would like more of that. <laughs> if the Holy Spirit can make me innocent like a child, that's what I desire. And that's what the message comes to do, amen. Not just to make us good citizens, but to change us from the inside to the outside. To give us that innocence of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> He says, you could, in the impersonation of Christianity, he says, you could not go to heaven without the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. No matter how good you are, it's only self-made righteousness. We don't go to heaven on self-made righteousness, no matter how good you are. It's totally impossible for you to go to heaven on your goodness. It's the mercy of God that bought you at Calvary, and you are God's love gift to Christ. You are God's love gift to Christ. Think about it. If God gave a gift to Christ, Christ keeps his gift. All that comes to me, all the fathers given to me will come to me. None of them are lost. I'll raise them up on the last day. So we are Christ's gift from God to Christ. And Christ keeps his gift. You know, sometimes, you know, the other people, they like to forward their gifts, right? They look at the gift and open just, oh, oh, ah, ah, I don't need it. Then they look for another opportunity to give another person that gift. Forwarding the gift to him. (laughs) We do that for our children. Oh, we only have one girl, so we got a lot of gifts from the sisters. And now that she's old, we take those gifts and we forward them to those new ones that are coming. But God doesn't do that That's kind of if he, God When He gets you, when He has you, when God gives it to Him, He keeps you all the time. He does not lose you, He keeps you all the time. Because what He has saved today, tomorrow is not going to lose you. Amen. If He saves you today, He's not going to lose you tomorrow. He keeps you all the time. God gives, Christ keeps always His gift. Amen. He will not, lo- he will not lose any of those that the Father has given you. Question answers 64. So my first love is to him. My second love is to you people. His church that is purchased with his own blood. He really loves you more than he loved himself. Because he gave himself for you. You are the purchase of his blood. You are the purchase. We are the purchase of his blood. Because he loved us more than. He really loves you more than he loved himself. He loved you more than he loved himself. As i thinking about that, it just struck my heart to realize that he loved me more than he loved himself. Oh, wow. Thank you, Lord. You loved me more than you loved yourself. That's why you gave your life for me. You loved me more than you loved yourself. I just start and thinking about it and pondering about it. And I was just, sometimes it came to my mind just thinking, oh, so if there was no Peter, if there was no Paul if there was no Arenas, if there was no Martin, there was no Luther, if there was no Wesley, if there was no Brother of if there was no those great men of God, Spurgeon, and all these great men of God, you know, all the great, think about it, all the great men of God, if none of them was there, he would still die for me. He would still die for you. Because he loved you more than loved himself. <laughs> oh, glory to his name. That's why he can leave anything just to come to you. Because you have more value than himself. The soul that is inside of you has more value than anything else. You can lose the whole world, but give me Jesus. You can take the whole world, give me Jesus. Because Jesus has valued me, has valued you more than himself he could value. The Theotian Church Age says, All right, the church seems to have almost completely cut off, just a little dwindle. They had got away from the great spiritual meetings, were kind of relying upon works. God doesn't want you to rely upon works, that is a sign of organism. We take Miss Jones over some wood, and we'll take so, and the children over some clothes, and that's all right. But don't you depend on that. Don't you do that, brother. That's good deeds. A good, decent citizen will do that. That's where my title come in. A good, decent citizen will do that. But what it takes to be a Christian is a born-again experience. The baptism of the Holy Ghost, all right. Dwindle off, there was resorted to works instead of love and faith, getting the more and more all the time it went on. As we are preaching on works, it doesn't mean that you have to do it. You don't have to do it. It's always hard to put a balance when we are preaching on that because sometimes it gives the wrong impression. Oh, no, I don't have to do all those things. You know, just relax and everything, do my own stuff. Whenever it will happen, it will happen. Whenever... You know, that relaxed mode there, right? You know, whatever to will happen, whenever it will deliver me, just that the kind of way that, that's how I was born. That's how, that's how the Holy Spirit lets me just live. No, that's not what they are talking about. Right. <laughs> what I'm talking about is let the Holy Spirit bring you that change in the heart. As long as it's not a change from the heart, we are not yet mature as God wants you to become mature. You realize it, you know it, and it's just knowledge, but God, I want that to become a reality from the Holy Ghost, to become a reality in me. That's the challenge. We know Paul says in Galatians 2.21, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness comes by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. But, Brother Moses, what about James 2? Faith, faith without works is dead. Yes, faith without works is dead, but the works is the, is the product of the faith, is the product of the revelation. Because there is a great difference between moral and transformation. The children of promise, promise what, what the prophet says in the message Israel and the church says that God promised before the foundation of the world, he called them, that's the seed. Not because you quit doing this and quit doing that and quit lying and quit stealing. That's just moral act. A good citizen will do that. You can't call yourself a Christian yet. Until something here has happened. Until you are regenerated something that happened here. Oh, may God help us. May God help us to rely on quitting things. If something doesn't happen here, if something doesn't happen here, you are just, let me say that, uh, it's a strong word, but it's just a candidate to be a foolish virgin. (laughs) Something has to happen here and doing the work on the outside. It's the seed that's the most important thing. That seed needs to be transformed. We are not relying on the moral. We are relying on the transformation from the inside. It's the seed, the prophet says. It's the seed. Otherwise, a good citizen will do that. You just can't call yourself a Christian until something has happened here. Something has happened here. He says, that's where the church in in the impersonation of Christianity That's why the church, the people, so-called the church, have so miserably failed because it is in their own personal work that they feel that they merit, that they merit the goodness or grace of God by what they do and how they live. Remember, one of my friends as a good young person. We grew up together. Was a Christian and you know, from a whole. As we were talking, as I'm telling him about the message and revealing him, he was a determination. But I, I never, I didn't want to. Put, I never put it in, in a way that he has to criticize the message. So he was very respectful and I, I let that, that way. But as we were talking and was we talking, and at some point I talked with him, and then he says, "You know, I hear some people say without the message you can't be born again. You can't be part of the rapture." So I don't want to hurt your feelings. Do you want really want to answer that? Yeah, please answer to me. You are my friend. He says unfortunately that's the case. I cannot be part of the rapture. He says, you have to believe that you can't be born outside of the message. <laughs> you can't be born again. I'm sorry for the rapture. No, and he says. But all the good things that I've done all my life. No, I, then he himself says. You know, I will even if I I would tell on that day. Look what I have done for you, the Lord. Look what I've done for you. So that's not based upon works, it's God's grace. I lost where I was, but I'll, I'll catch it. It says, How they feel that the merit the goodness of grace of God by what they do and how they live, but that there's not one thing to do with it, it's a gift of God. Your own conscience to shun you from hell will try to make you, or you will shun from hell, rather, will try to make you to live good and be right. So if you're just running away from hell, because we can preach in a way that makes people scared of hell. They say, no, I can't do that because otherwise I'm, hell. I'm going to hell. Present it to my kids, how oh, if you, I put a... I would like actually to put on, and I put that on my kids. You know, if you don't hear, and if if you die without God, and, and you're going to go to hell, like, oh, really? Oh, I'm scared. You can't preach like that, but that's not the point. God, change my heart. Let me let me be wrapped in your love for loving you, serving you by love. Change my heart. Change my heart, Lord. Change my heart. That's what it is. It says, rather, if you will shun from hell, rather will try to make you to live good and be right. A good citizen will do that. Not necessary be a Christian. I've seen many men who even deny the name of the Lord Jesus. Were fine people. That means hum- humanly. Look how much better was Esau was than Jacob. He didn't have the conception to know. That he had sold his birthright because he despised them, was rejecting the sight of God. What was far more of a gentleman, a neighbor, and a, and a man of works than what Jacob was. Jacob, his very name is supplanter. You know what a supplanter is. It's deceiver. But Esau was a gentleman in every respect. But what it was, it was deceit. So be thankful when God has put something inside of you that can respond to the word of God. Oh. He took me from the Marie clay. I was lost. I was undone. But something, when it was presented to me by God's grace, I responded to that. Thank you Lord for the grace of God in my life. I'm not going to rely on my works, but I rely for you to work more inside of me. God change me, mold me, help me to give you more time in my dedication, my commitment, to allow you to work more and more inside of me. Help me to work in collaboration with you, Holy Spirit to allow you to work inside of me. That's what it is about. Amen. Amen. Look at the example of the young rich man ruler. He had followed all the laws. Everything that the law could say. Maybe more like a Pharisee. Maybe more like you put a Pharisee and you put a young rich ruler. They have followed all the rules. But they refused to follow Christ. But the Bible says, as Paul said, it's not just to follow the rules, but we need to know him, the person, and to know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering. Christianity is based upon the resurrection, Christianity is based upon the resurrection, not only the last day or the day of the resurrection, when we shall see our loved ones who goes beyond, but even now we should see a resurrection inside of our lives. We should see a transformation inside of our lives. The prophet says in the loving kindness, God bless that man in the school long like he says, I'll close this school if you'll go home and come back dressed like gentlemen. So he chased someone within dress properly, says, Go back and come back like a gentleman. Says amen. When they dress like that, they act like that, that a trash of the street. And it isn't it isn't becoming even to a good citizen, let alone a Christian. So you're not dressed up properly, you're not even a good citizen, let alone a Christian. (laughs) So a Christian has to be a good citizen. You have to be a good citizen. A Christian is a very good, 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 good citizen plus. A Christian, you can't pretend to be, oh, I'm just a Christian by the bad citizen. No. You have to be a very good, good, good citizen plus. I'm a good citizen, but my morals come from the inside. <laughs> That's what the message produces. That's why we are not tolerating worldliness. We will not continue to tolerate worldliness. They were obedient. We have to be obedient to the words of God. As the prophet says, the obedient to the words of, of the Paul, when he said to put away the wicked from amongst them, they were separated people that come out of the world, and now they weren't going to let the world enter amongst them. They would not put up with sin in the church. Holiness wasn't a phrase with them or a figure of speech, it was a way of life. We are not just talking about holiness just as a way of speech or just something we talk about. It is a life, amen. You have to live a holy life. A Christian is the best good citizen we can have in Edmonton because he's living a holy life from the inside, amen. Certainly you will make mistakes. God doesn't hold you for your mistakes, he says, one time it was said, that the prophet says, one time it was said of the ballard that ballard of flower company hired a man, and he was going to sign his name, and the man had no eraser on the end of the pencil. Mr. Ballard said to him, why haven't got an eraser? He said, I don't make any mistakes. He said, then I can't use you because if you make mistakes, if you don't make mistakes, you won't do nothing. That's true. God doesn't hold you responsible for your mistakes. He holds you responsible for your willful sin. Amen. He that sins willfully after he has received the knowledge of the truth, but the man that's going to do something is going to blunder, is going to fall, is going to make mistakes. But if he's really divinely called, God in his heart, he'll rise up again. So we will make mistakes. And we make mistakes. Sometimes every day we make mistakes. But that's not the point to stay on the mistakes is to rise up again. Because we are still living with this this sticky nature. It will be with us. The soul is redeemed, but this is still a sticky nature. It's still a sticky nature. Once you find yourself in a mistake, don't stay in that mistake. Once you find when the Word of God rebukes you on something, don't stay on that mistake. Rise up from there. How can you do it? The Holy Spirit will do it. Amen. Amen. Are you still with me this evening? Amen. The prophet says, and you must be born again. He says, Do you know you got the old crow? Doesn't matter how much you try, you could paint him just as an olive color, as a dove, and just as a gray as a dove, white, paint him all over. Is still a crow inside. Yeah. You see? It's still stinky and old buzzard. Just the same scavenger eats the dead things of the earth. That's right. You know what? A dove do not even have to take a bath. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a dove. <coughs> There's an inside joke that you're making me
2: joke there. I don't want to reveal the secret there. A dove's body is just a dove. It's got oil that comes from his feather, just keeps him clean all the time because it comes from the inside out. Oh, Pharisees, how your righteousness can be more than the Pharisees? Because it comes from the inside out. Pharisees were just crow, putting things on the outside and trying to put things. trying to appear, make long prayers so that people can see that this one prays longer and things like that. So these are just people from the outside. But something from the inside. Oh Lord, I want to fellowship with you. I desire more of you, Lord. I, change me, mold me, make me more like you, Lord. I, I want to stay in your presence. All that—that's what God desires. Amen. Says, all right, the buzzard said, mine too. I put a little holy water on. Oh, oh, brother, it fixed. No, it didn't. It comes from the inside out, not from the outside in. It's a birth. Bless God, I go to church the same as you do. Hallelujah, my church is as good as yours. Hallelujah. All right, you buzzard. See? (laughs) That's a prophet. (laughs) Prophet is the language that sometimes you leave it to the prophet. See, that's right. But the dove is oiled from the inside. There is a certain gland in the dove that's not in, in no other bird like that dove or pigeons. The oil itself from the outside it keeps himself clean all the time. He doesn't have to keep himself clean. There is something inside of him keeps him clean. Oh, sister, way hallelujah. Something inside of him keeps him clean. Amen. The mark of the beast says, I want you to notice another thing. I like to talk about nature. The dove. Did you know that you can't catch the dove taking a bath? Why? It doesn't have to. It's got an oil inside of him that goes out through his feather and keeps him clean all the time. That's where a real church doesn't have to be buffing up and going back about this and that or the other. But they got an oil, holy oil on the inside. Every believer that keeps him clean from the things of the world. Oh, if we could just preach on the lamb the dove sometime. The Holy Ghost inside, inside of the believer keeps him clean. Not from the outside what he watches, what he watches off, but it comes from the inside out. A lot of people say, I have to go up and make confession today. I have to say so and so. I have to go make a confession. I have to do this. But you know, the Holy Spirit inside of you works the oil out all the time. You know, sometimes we are human beings. Sometimes, when it comes to the time of, uh, of communion, isn't it? the communion we announce it in one week, make sure that everything is right. And that week, some people, you know, oh, have a phone. Yeah, do you know that? Sister? No, 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 I'm not. This week, I'm, I'm keeping myself clean for the communion. Ooh. Just a good citizen for one week. (laughs) Need the cleaning from the inside, outside, all the time. Amen. Then now it's communion. Oh, I'm glad for the communion because I'm going to fulfill the word of God. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit is there. Praise be to God. Says, so, but you know the Holy Spirit inside of you works the oil out of you all the time. The atonement keeps the believer clean. For there is therefore no now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. They walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. After the Spirit. I'll be closing soon. Just put a little bit some positive things here and I will close. It says, how many Christians here? Raise up your hand. Yes. Then it says, you are not a Christian by your desire. You are a Christian by God's desire. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. Oh, I thought that I was looking for the Lord. I went here and here and here. No, it was not you. It's God who put inside of you by God's desire. God put that something inside of you. That's why you're responding to the word of God. That's why no matter today, no matter how hard I might preach, that something inside of you is just responding to the word of God. Because it's not by your own desire. It's by God's desire. God does not want to make you a good city. They want to make you a son and a daughter of God. You have been born to be a son and a daughter of God. That's why he can leave anybody else in the world just to look for you, amen. Like that woman of the world, she was not as pure, maybe on the outside as the Pharisees, but he had to leave everything else to go to Samaria just for that woman. He had to leave everybody else in Edmonton just to come to your address and talk to you because it's not your desire, it's God's desire, Look at that man in the, the Gadara, that legion that we call. He had to leave the campaign. He had to leave all that, all the meeting, great meetings he was doing just to go to that legion and find him where he was. Because it was his desire. Not the desire of that legion. Not the desire of that man of Gadara. He had, that maniac. He had nothing. He, had, he was not even looking for God. But God came and met him because it was God's desire for him to believe God's grace in our life. It says, no man can come to me except my father draws him first. You were elected by God before the foundation of the world to be a Christian. (laughs) Am I a Christian? Because someone has forced me. No, I was elected by God before the foundation to be a Christian. What the Pharisees have, or what the law has tried to find by itself, it couldn't come to the righteousness by the law, but election has provided the righteousness. Because God has elected you, but uh, uh, Pastor Harold preached one message that already said with me the perfect is the elect, or well, the perfect is like elect. Well, elect is the perfect, but it has those words. The perfect is like your perfection is not in you, and the perfection is because you are an elect. God sees you or looks at you because He elected you. That's what He's looking at. He's looking at the election, He's looking at the final product, He's looking at where you have to be. All the way, you're just making all the steps. God, help me, help me, help me. Me, help me to come to the perfect image that God has of you. It says that scripture Jesus said, No man can come except my father calls him. First thing you were elected, called that when God elected you, that he called you, you heeded to his call. Then he poured his anointing oil in you, the Holy Ghost. Now, when the cruise, when does the Holy represent in the Bible the Holy Spirit? He pours the the oil upon you. He baptizes you with the Holy Spirit in a symbol form. It says, That's the way God pours the Holy Spirit on a man, not sparingly. Just baptize him into it, anointing him with the Spirit. Oh, I can't get off this. I can't get off. The Holy Spirit is here. Then it says, You see, if you were in the foreknowledge of God, then you are becoming a part of God. The only way you can be a son of God or a daughter of God, you had to be part of God. God isn't complete without you. It has to be, that's right. Because there is one, only one resource of eternal life, and that is God. And him alone has eternal life. See, now you were part of him in so much that you are an attribute on his thinking in the beginning. And that's because he thought of you in the beginning. It gives you that little tag towards him. That's what has to be quickened. Some of them will never be quickened. They don't have it. They don't have it. That's all. Just like if you put a grain of corn in the ground didn't have every, how, every ever how pretty it was. If it didn't have the germ of life in it, it can never be quickened. But the germ of life has to be there first. Oh, praise be to God for the germ of life in the soul. Amen. The nature of the soul is God himself for the believer. Praise be to God. Daniel had purpose in his heart to do the purpose of God. And that's what we want. Amen. We have to purpose. We have to be determined. We have to, be, we have to get there. But let me say, the prophet says, and I know my redeemer, Lila, says, Daniel had purpose in his heart to do the purpose of God. And God had placed that in his heart. Before Daniel could ever have had this, this desire, there had to be something to create that desire. <laughs> Praise be to God for that desire. Praise be to God for that desire. Praise be to God for that desire. The musicians can come. The more we can go on that, but.
1: God doesn't want us just to become. Good citizens, but he wants us to become good citizens plus coming from the inside to the outside.
2: Come to the inside, to the outside. The prophet says the first seal Revelation said, said his message was to reveal, not reform, reveal the secret. Reveal secret. It's the word in the man. Hebrews 4 said, The word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the ascent of bone, and a revealer of the secret of the heart. This man is not a reformer. is a revealer. Revealer of the mysteries of God. It says, where the church has got it all tied up and everything, is going come with the word of God and reveal the thing out because it is to restore the faith of the children back to the Father. The original Bible faith is to be restored by the seventh angel, how I love this. The ministers, and then he goes on, just want to put that, he came not to reform, he came to reveal, and he came to give the original Bible faith, amen? Now look at what he's saying in the other message. He says, today preachers are trying to be reformers instead of God's preacher. They're saying, you quit this, you don't do that, you look at my church, that's not our business. The police are reformers. They're the ones who send them to the penitentiary to reform them. We are gospel preachers that tell them of Jesus Christ and get them born again of the Spirit of God. Then God takes over the person. The Holy Ghost gets into the heart of the man and the woman. You know that in each one of you. So we are not just reformers. We need the Holy Ghost to do the transformation yeah. in the heart. We still preach about sin. We still preach about worldliness. We still preach about these things. But as the preacher is preaching, it's not for you just to get out of them. As Brother Ed said in the, uh, on Sunday so well. He says Brother Adam says, uh, some places... If I tell you, no, no, don't cut your hair and you do it just because I tell you, you know, it's not what that, that's not the point. It has to become a revelation to you. It has to become the Holy Ghost working inside of you. That's what we desire. And the power is in the Holy Ghost. Daughters of Zion,
1: I will bring you back home. He promised it and he
0: will do it. O oh daughters of Zion, O oh Abraham's son, hear the words of your father. Here's promise of love.